0: I'm Dane. I'm Rhonda. And this is the Intense Sports Talk Show.
1: First up, on our second episode, we're going to talk about homelessness in the NBA. Uh, As you guys may know, a few cats didn't quite make a squad during this shortened season. (laughs) One of them being the supposed three-point specialist, Eddie House.
0: Yes, yes, yes. He's still homeless.
1: I think he's sitting on the couch (laughs) with us watching the games.
0: I think he is, too.
1: Um, another notable was Nate Robinson.
0: He finally found a home. So he we, did. We can we can remove him out of the homelessness bot <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a batch of NBA players, but I think he what he got picked up by Golden State, right?
1: Yes, and that's going to make for an interesting mix with uh, Monte Ellis and Steph Stephen Curry. Curry. Yeah. So we'll see. He didn't get any hardly any tick for Oklahoma when he got traded from Boston last season. So, it'll be interesting to see if he gets some tick with Golden State. Uh, his chances are probably a little higher because Steph seems to be troubled with some ankle oh, issues. Man.
0: We, we, that boy is the epitome of I broke your ankles. <laughs> I saw a video a couple, couple weeks back on YouTube from last season. Where some, <laughs> someone had mixed all of his ankle breaking literally ankle breaking crossover uh defensive stances oh where Eric Gordon and some a couple of other players, but Eric Gordon's was just the most oh my god like it was he crossed them over and it was the type of crossover every kid thought about when the animal mixtapes came out like that's how, it was literally an ankle and he literally broke his ankle on the crossover, <laughs> so man he. It's, it seems like it might be a, a law jam at PG up in Golden State, but you know, if Steph Curry he, he keeps getting on the injury block, then Nate might actually, you know, mighty might Nate might actually have an opportunity to get back some uh, some playing time because the man, when he was at New York, he was a perennial. He was one of the perennial. He, he was their best player.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Although I'll be it on a whack team, but. He was their best player, you know, leading them and scoring. And then, like you said, he gets traded to – well, first, you know, he had his little issue in New York with the coach. And then he went to Boston, and then he he, he didn't get a – that's not the year they won the ring. But, unfortunately, he was a year too late. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, he went to Oklahoma and was pretty much at a jam at PG there. And hopefully, you know, his career – he's able to resurrect his career in Golden State. But we shall see.
1: Yeah, the other problem, though, is the same problem that Steph Curry had with Monte Ellis. Apparently, Monte Ellis has kind of like the big head and wants to be the man. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if him and Nate butt heads as well. Agreed. Um, But we do know that Monte also has some other off-court (laughs) issues that he has to deal with. Um, You know, some bros, just, you know, take it from me. You know, just leave the women alone. If they don't want to be bothered, no means no. Yeah. Stop harassing these females. You know, this cat makes too much money to be harassing one female.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he's married. <laughs>
1: exactly. With kids. <laughs> With his grandma in Mississippi, Alabama, somewhere down there.
0: Yeah, I remember they had his little his little segment when they was doing doing pretty good before one of the games last season, I and mean, they definitely portrayed him as the the the, the humble young Southern boy. Exactly. <laughs> but in light of his recent activities, <laughs> we come to question. We come to question. So, uh, eleven days into the season, well, twelve days now. What are some of your biggest surprises so far?
1: Oh my. Dallas can't pay for a game.
0: I, I think I heard one of the analysts, I want to say maybe it was the Jet, Kenny DeJay, he said that they uh they still their victory lap. <laughs> <laughs> and their record shows it, especially how they got out the gate. They didn't win a game.
1: Man, they are like, to be the, the champs, the defending champs, they look like suckers out there. They look horrible. We
0: well, you know, they do got a lot of uh, rust. To knock off, they got a, a couple of players with a lot of rush to knock off. Yes, indeed. So you know, albeit all, all you know, Vince Carter used to be half man, half amazing. I think the last time I heard, they were saying half man, half retired. So yeah, he he got a little work to do. Although you know, he hit that big three against the the what was it, the Thunder. Uh, yes. But then, then I, 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 Kevin then Durant came back. Eighty-three-five. You know, I, I, all he need is, I, I mean, he's showing us, and all. All, all I need is one point four seconds, baby. Yeah. The game ain't over yet. Old old time. I, would you like to say, Auntie, grown men? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was one of the times when the young the young bucks got opportunity to show up the young the, the grown men.
1: Exactly. Um, another surprise I would have to say was uh, last night's game. Uh Miami against the oh, Hawks.
0: Yeah, that actually turned out to be. And good
1: Miami man. was missing both LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Game went into triple O T and the Miami Heat pulled it
0: off. I should have big three down the drive. He in the did. Game.
1: He did. But it goes to show that Miami is deep. Yeah. Miami is deep. I mean, if they can if they can uh suck it up during playoff time and, and not choke. <laughs> They might actually have a, a pretty good uh, opportunity to get a championship this year. I agree because they they showed their stock without their two biggest players last night, and yeah. the Hawks. I you know the Hawks is the oldest team in the league. You cannot downplay their uh, productivity either. The first half they looked ho- they looked like old men, but that second half and during those last uh, three OTs, they picked up the pace and they showed they still have some competitiveness in them as well.
0: Well, they actually actually had a. <laughs> a uh, young buttoning star, the gentleman, was it Ivan Johnson or somebody like that? Apparently, he was kicked out of or banned from an overseas league because of his temper. But like Bosh said at the game, I didn't even know who this guy was. But he, I, obviously, I should have. For the most part, you know, he was like in so many words. Obviously, you know, he's somebody to be looking out for yeah. later on. And then as the league goes, you know, the league continues. I mean, the season continues rather so. We'll see. I mean, and another thing that surprised me about the Atlanta Hawks too was the play of Tracy McGrady. Seems like he's resurrected his career now that he has a little Southern hospitality.
1: <laughs> is that all that it took?
0: Man, maybe that was it because you know maybe maybe them, uh, what is it, Detroit was a little too cold for his old bones. You know, his knees, his, right, his injuries right. probably you know caught up on him. And before I don't even remember where he was at before that. Yeah. So.
1: Well, the jury's still out on him and his cousin Vince. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What about you? What surprises have you seen? Uh, the biggest thing that surprised me so far has been the play of uh, Prince James. Mm. And I'll say that because he took some time this offseason to go and, and get some tutelage from some of the greats. He, he had a, a lot of uh, work with the Dream to work on his postgame. And I want to say, I remember he he worked out with a couple. I know he spoke to Magic a lot. And he, he, you know, he was talking to some of the greats. And so far... It seem it seems like you know those conversations and that those those training sessions are starting to pay off because he he scored in seven games. I think he put up two hundred nine points, which was which was a record. Right. So we'll, I mean we'll see. Hopefully he can keep that he can keep himself motivated to to keep that type of productivity up deep into the playoffs, as opposed to kind of like how he did the previous two. Two times he was in the playoffs when he just kind of like fell off the face of the earth.
1: Yes, indeed. (laughs) We got big uh, high hopes for Prince James to see if he can finally prove he's worth his stock.
0: And I call him Prince because he hasn't won a ring yet. (laughs) Everyone else has dubbed him a king, but how can he be a king without a ring? Good call. So Prince James.
1: Good call. (laughs) Let's talk about something else uh, that's been... It seems, I don't know if it's because the season is shorter or what, but my gosh, the amount of injuries after the first, you know, five, four, five, six games is astronomical. I mean, it's unbelievable how many players are injured already. And we're not talking about the scrubs on the bench, we're talking about the players, the marquee players, the best players on the team are getting riddled with injuries. So let's talk a bit about that. I mean, if you look at our Los Angeles Lakers, Kobe's wrist is hurting, but you know, Kobe is is unique. He her, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a unique He's a phenom. I mean, he plays her, But nonetheless, he's got the wrist injury. You look at Miami, like we said last night, Wade and um, James were out with Both injuries. Foot,
0: well, lower leg injuries as well. I think Wade had the foot and James had the ankle. Yeah. And then we go to San Antonio, Ginobili, he's out too much because he was reaching in. Like they say kids out there listening, <laughs> move your feet on D or you end up out too much like Ginobili, reaching in and breaking your hand. So, you know, move your feet. But um, Zach, I think Zach Zach, Zach Randolph, Randolph six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, what he uh, tore his MCL or something something like that. I want to say something
1: that require it doesn't require surgery, but definitely some rest and rehab.
0: So I mean, he was planning on having a pretty pretty big career. I mean, not career, but a pretty big season. I know that I, I remember seeing something before the season. Well, <laughs> once the the lockout ended and they started doing a little. Uh, club cams you know he Mm -hmm. was talking he was talking about you know he really has some high hopes so hopefully this injury doesn't bog him down or demotivate demotivate him to you know be as productive as he hoped to be so um you know we'll see
1: and let's not forget uh Mari Stoudemire oh He's he's
0: hurt too he's
1: been hasn't been playing all the games he's got something nagging him
0: And we'll kind of piggyback in on the New York state of mind, your boy Baron Davis as well. Exactly,
1: back spasms. (laughs) Back
0: spasms. And these, I mean, obviously those have plagued him since his New Orleans Hornets days, but nonetheless, Mm -hmm. um, these guys are outside of the people with the nagging injuries. Ultimately, you know, these guys are professional athletes. So I would think that as a professional, they would do what they can to make sure that they are staying in condition regardless if the season is in lockout or not, because at the end of the day, I mean, this is what you do. Right. I mean, that's your livelihood. So, I don't know. Maybe it is just because the season started and didn't have really the amount of time that they usually have for training camp. So, it's kind of maybe, you know, too much for the body. But, I mean, at the end of the day, these are professionals. So, I know they'll work themselves through it.
1: Well, the interesting thing will be how the coaches handle these injuries um particularly the ones that don't require surgery that are you know maybe from strains uh torn ligaments things of that nature um how they're going to rest their star players in anticipation of of getting to the playoffs or if they just you know put it all out in the front end and hope for the best on the back end so uh, time will tell how that all plays out
0: yeah agreed so moving right along in one of the sports groups, one of the best sports talks groups on Facebook, you know, there was a gentleman who posted uh, a, a post and basically asked, you know, your top five. And if I remember correctly, at the point guard, he had Derrick Rose. At the two, he had Kobe. At the three, he had Kevin Durant. At the four, I forgot who he had. Zach. At the, Zach, yeah, it was Zach Randolph. He had Zach Randolph at the four. And at the five, he, uh, he had Dwight Howard.
1: Mm hmm. Now what we got here, folks, is if you' about to go get a, a game of pickup, you know, at the at on the courts, and you got all the NBA players standing out there, we flip a coin to see who go first. Yeah. <laughs> What's your starting five gonna look like? Yeah. Uh, most of the people agreed that uh, they would take Dwight for the center, and that they would take Kevin Durant for the three position the 1 2 and 4 were pretty much you know up for grabs um but we're going to give you our opinion yeah um and and you know let us feel free to let us know what you think should be a true starting five if you on the courts and you know it's a pickup game and you got all the nba players at your fingertips who are you going to pick for your squad why don't you go first nephew
0: well i'm a i'm the kind of player to where i like to when it comes to basketball i like to uh, expose people so you know, I'm I'm more of the the defensive minded. You know, let's let's attack before we get attacked. So, at the PG, I would actually go for a, a Chris Paul because or Deron Williams. But I, I'm a, I'm a, for my starting, point, I'm gonna go with a Chris Paul because Chris Paul he's just he's just he's just settled. You know, as opposed to a Derrick Rose whose game is still developing, albeit he did win the MVP. I st- you know he's still got some work to do on his jump shot, but you know Chris Paul, he's just a, he's just to me he's just a very solid, con- he a s- consistent point guard. So I'm gonna go with Chris Paul at the one. At the two, I'm, I love Kobe. However, I'm not gonna have to. I'm not gonna roll with Kobe only because you know the asphalt might get you know you know get on his injury. So I don't <laughs> want I don't want him get get hurt anymore. So I'm gonna actually go with D Wade at the two spot. I'm pretty confident with uh, Mister KD three five at the three. I mean. He's the man. (laughs) But after four, as opposed to choosing the Zach Randolph, I'm gonna have to throw in Blake Griffin. Because the man is just a monster down there. And if not Blake Griffin, you know, honorable mention Kevin Love. And at the five, I mean, I'm gonna stick with D. Howard, man, because uh, outside of him, who's really a perennial center in the league? And the next thing person that comes to mind for me is Baby Bynum and uh, until he becomes until he loses that baby, I mean I can't I can't go on and, and get no games up with him. How about so, you, Auntie? So
1: you got CP3, you got Dwayne Wade,
0: D Wade,
1: you got Kevin Durant.
0: Kevin Durant, Kevin.
1: You've got uh
0: Blake Griffin.
1: Blake Griffin. And you have Dwight Howard. D. Howard. That's your squad. So I got to come. I'ma take, I'ma take that that Deron Williams boy.
0: <laughs>
1: <and laughs> I'ma take him at the PG. Um for my two. Woo! For my two. Woo! Um, <laughs> I'm going to just roll with the experience. I'm going to take Kobe at the two. Because, you know, it, it don't hurt to have five rings.
0: It don't. It don't hurt. <laughs>
1: and I know them knees and, you know, them wrists and anything. But he yeah. had the surgery. <laughs> His wrist hurt a little bit, but he's he's a trooper. So I'm going to take him at the two. Um, at the three, whoo, I'm going to take Gerald Wallace.
0: Okay. Yeah, he actually, uh, as you like to say, he no Vaseline, Kobe, last
1: night.
0: <laughs> oh! <laughs> nothing, nothing, just. I hate to be Kobe
1: trying to wake up this morning. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to take Gerald Wallace. I like that boy right there. Yeah. And at the four, oh, you got Blake. That's a that's a good one right there. I can't really go with Zach because he's hurt right now. He on the I, the uh, IR list. So, um, hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take that boy up there with Wallace.
0: Oh, uh, Aldridge. Aldridge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna yeah, take yeah. Uh, Aldridge. Yeah, his game has developed tremendously since the, the last season.
1: And for my center, I'm gonna have to go with Baby B because them Baby B and Dwight Howard are really the only two that we can have a conversation about for the true center uh, position right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'll be. That looks like it might be a pretty good matchup. We would have what. My five CP three against D uh, Duron Williams, D Wade against Kobe, KD, Kevin Durant, Mister I'ma put up thirty against Mister Jared Wallace, Blake Griffin and Aldrich and uh, D Howard and and, and Baby Bynum. I mean, uh, I mean all I mean, all stars. Yeah. At the end of the day,
1: you know one one name that didn't pop up was Mellow. Hey, you're right. Mellow. You're right.
0: I didn't even think about Mello.
1: I, I guess I could, you know, maybe do a Mello instead of Aldridge, but I like that Aldridge. He's hungry. Yeah, he's real yeah, hungry, he's hungry right now. He's so hungry right now. I that's can... our that's our our starting fives to start the game off. Again, let us know what your thoughts are. Who you would you know pick if you had all the players at your fingertips?
0: Moving right along, second base. It's that it's the time of the show where we get to talk about it's our, our Lake loving Lakers. Show! So. Definitely a lot of new looks on the team. So, what do you feel has been the biggest difference so far on the Lakers roster?
1: Whew. Kobe's gonna get his. Paul Gasol, as long as his head in the game, he'll get his. Baby Bynum is showing us that he wants his. We just gotta <laughs> hope and pray that he stays healthy. Yeah. Beyond those three, we got nothing.
0: What about your man, Meta World Peace?
1: Metal World Peace played well for two games so far this season. And then every other game, he's an 0 I mean, 0 for you pick a number. He can't (laughs) hit a shot to save his life. So, you know, we know that he has the capability to perform and, and be a big difference coming off the bench, but... It just hasn't really materialized. We got cats like Troy Murphy, a seven-footer who likes to hang out on the three-point line instead of getting in the paint and banging and finishing. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I think Troy Murphy's really out there just to collect a paycheck. So, Troy Murphy, if you're listening, I challenge you to, uh, to c- go against my opinion because when I see you out there on the floor, you run the floor, you hit the paint head straight through the three-point line, or you immediately foul somebody so yeah. that you can go back to the bench and sit down and relax. <laughs> so I don't understand how you seven a seven-footer and you're not in the paint get clean, being the cleanup man, grabbing yeah, rebounds, man, something. I mean, you can't be seven feet and hang out at the three-point line unless you're Dirk. Yeah. And even that's problematic in my opinion. But we're not going to get on Dirk right now. Troy Murphy, you need to pick up your
0: game, bro. Got any words about the rookies?
1: You know, I wish they would put that little Darius Darius Murphy in the game a little bit. You know, he during the preseason, he showed a lot of spunk. He's got that speed on him. He's not as, you know, finesse as some of the older players in the league. But that's a cat that needs a little, you know, some time under his belt. I think he could be, particularly when we're playing a team like a Portland last night, we could have used him.
0: Yeah, he got a little swagger to him.
1: Yeah, and he runs the floor and he's quick. Um, You know, that's another problem. The Lakers aren't the game against portland oh my god it, it was like, like
0: molasses out there
1: wow it was what would we say road runner and um the,
0: the, coyote. the coyote, we, coyote we was the coyote last night wow
1: the lakers were clearly the coyote last night and portland were the road runners they to us up i mean bent us over no 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 <laughs> assistance with that beat down last mm-hmm. night i mean that was a a Uh, Just an old-fashioned, we're going to whoop your behind tonight game.
0: It was. That's
1: one of them games like, wow, we really got – I mean, we just got done. We got beat bad.
0: (laughs) And what what was up with Mike Brown? (laughs) It seemed like he was yelling at him last night. And I don't know what that's going to do for a man who makes more than me. (laughs) 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 Yelling at me, you know. So, I mean, he might want to have to, you know, check that because, you know, if I'm Kobe Bryant, you know, I'm making $25 million a year, and, you know, I got this this new coach up in here who's supposed to, you know, take me. <laughs> I got five rings, you got none to the promised land. And you sitting up here yelling at me, telling me, you know, I should be doing this. this I don't know how that's, you know, modulating through his mind, but I doubt that it's really getting where he feels it should go. And it, and it showed, kind of, you know, they got got beat up last night.
1: You know, time will tell. I, You know, I underestimated uh Portland. They've always been a problem for the Lakers. Um, yeah, that's but true. But last huh. night, they gave it to him Heart, body, and soul. That Gerald Wallace, that Aldridge, and that Wesley Matthews, they put it on them. And then let's not forget Jamal Crawford off the bench.
0: Yeah, he's always been a consistent player wherever he plays at. The
1: oh, game. so, you know, in the first episode, I was saying, you know, Oklahoma – is you know a good team to keep your eye out on for making it to the playoffs this year but whoo Portland if they not if they don't beat Oklahoma to the punch they not too far behind I mean if they continue to play at the pace they've been playing and I think they've only lost one game so far this season who Portland
0: really yeah I think they may have because I was right. looking at the standings and I didn't notice that Portland was uh, above most of the Western Conference teams. So right. I think they I think they might be that team. Uh,
1: so, I mean, it might be a
0: nice little matchup though for the yeah. Western Conference finals, the Portland against the Thunder. Mhm. That'd be a good, though. Pretty much, you know, kind of a mid-aged and a young team, you know. That that that'd get that road runner, so it'd be an up and down game. So, Exactly. And that'd add, you know, some excitement to it, so
1: and it's still very early, you know, but I, I, I was very impressed with Portland last night. I, so, I
0: agree,
1: yeah. Um, another, well. another, you know, six games, ten games under the belts of every player, um, every team in the league may, you know, give us some different opinions. But right now, Portland is looking nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of peeking backing off of that uh, peek down at Lakers hat. I've, I'm beginning to notice that we have a lot of reluctant Lakers fans in the nation. What? I have a lot of friends who are telling me that they refuse to watch a Laker game until the Lakers, specifically Mitch Kupchak, makes a move.
1: Something has to happen if we're going to be a playoff team. I, I mean, we got nothing coming off the bench. I was actually starting to warm over to Mick Roberts. Mm-hmm. But, but now, know, he, he
0: hurt his little Yeah, toe. His big
1: toe hurt. <laughs> My I big mean, toe hurt. I don't get that. <laughs> you know, it's back to all these injuries. So... I don't know what we got coming off the bench that can, can help us. I We need a PG.
0: Definitely need a PG.
1: And we need a playmaker for at a bare minimum. We need those two positions. We need a solid PG and we need a solid playmaker. Then I can say, okay, the Lakers might have a chance at a run. But with the squad as it stands, that bench is, I mean, we got a bunch of rookies on the bench and a bunch of old men who really ain't never done much in their career anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. so.
1: I don't know what we're going to do. Kobe's, all, like I said, he's going to get his. Baby Bynum's on a mission because he started off the season healthy and strong, and he's been in the league seven years, so it's well overdue.
0: Man, it's been seven years already. Um, you yeah. know,
1: Paul, is, is is he's solid. You know, he's not going to play no defense worth a dime, but offensively, he's kind of hard to beat yeah. in a lot of scenarios. So, But we need more than three players.
0: Yeah.
1: We need more than three.
0: I agree. I mean, for me personally, the jury's still out on their playoff. I mean – I want to say, I remember reading something or hearing Mike Brown say something like he feels that they're definitely a, a playoff team. But when you're playing for the Los Angeles Lakers, we're not playing for playoffs. We're playing for championships. <laughs> championships so we, for real. <laughs> so that right there let me know that the state of mind mm-hmm. isn't where it should be. Yeah. So.
1: Well, hopefully we'll make a move. Hopefully we'll make a move. I wouldn't mind having that De'Ron Williams down here. I wouldn't mind. Darren Williams.
0: Hey, anybody. Anybody. I mean, I love fish, but you know, I mean, he's just—he's just old. I mean, and hey,
1: I'm not gonna knock fish, but you're right. We do need some younger legs out there. But you know, if it's fourth quarter and time is we and we're with, in a crunch,
0: we can put point I four in.
1: With, <laughs> I go with fish any day of the week.
0: Point four can still make it happen, baby. <laughs> so as we uh, as we round third base and head on home, you know, we go get to that "no, they didn't" section. And since last week, we had a couple of "no, they didn'ts," well, <laughs> specifically two that come to mind. And the first was Mr. Demarcus Cousins up in Sacramento demanding a trade.
1: <laughs> now hold on, that boy said he didn't do all that. Now,
0: of course, <laughs> quote unquote.
1: <laughs> and remember, the coach got fired like two days later, so we're not sure who to believe.
0: And I and speaking about the coach being fired, I read an article as well. I, be, I believe it was a, I forgot if it was or Dande or somebody, but they're basically talking about how. The firing of the coach may have actually done more harm to Demarcus Cousins because, in a sense, that's a form of empowering mm. Demarcus Cousins to continue being With the bad way
1: behavior. he
0: is. He is <laughs> right. so. I don't know. Only like once again, only time to tell. But I mean, the kid is definitely a great. I mean, athletically, he's a, he's a he's a talent. But what good is talent if you know your state of mind is keeping you from you know utilizing that talent?
1: Well, he's done enough. We know he's smart enough to get to the league because he had to get he had to graduate high school, he had to qualify for college, he had to complete a year of college before he came to the league. So, we know the boy's got some sense. <laughs> <laughs> but that little gr- that demon inside of him tends to take over it seems more often than not, and hopefully he will mature sooner rather than later to become the player that he's capable of becoming.
0: I agree, I agree. So, the last, no, they didn't. This is all speculation.
1: Pure speculation.
0: However... It makes you go, hmm... Apparently, the Knicks are starting to put chips in for the D. Howard sweet steaks, and apparently they're willing to offer Amari and Tyson Chandler for D. Howard. Woo! What, are, what are your thoughts on, on that proposal? If I'm Amari
1: Stodemire, I got, you know... If I didn't have low self-esteem before, <laughs> <laughs> I got a big dose of it now. Man, he went to get out of Phoenix bad and was finally able to do so and felt like he had found a home with the Knicks. He was well-received with the Knicks. He's been putting in work with the Knicks. And now, not even after, has it hasn't even it's, been a full season that season. he's been there. It's like, you about to trade me into Orlando? You know, it's like. Man, that's gotta hurt, and and you know, I think part of the problem with the lockout, besides the whole money issues, is the way that we we are trading grown men essentially like cattle. Yeah. You know, you're good only as good. You're only as you're good only as long as I can find somebody who I think can be better. Yeah. And that's got to mess with you, you know, psychologically to a certain degree. So. I don't know. It's clearly one of them No, they didn't moments because I would be hotter than fish grease.
0: I I concur.
1: Same thing with Tyson Chandler. I mean, this cat's, you know, he was supposedly the the man when he came into the league, and he's been bumped around a few different teams. And, again, he's now, you know, on a squad with some quality players. Not that he didn't play with quality players in the past, but, you know, you got Amari and Carmelo. That's a nice threesome right there. Yeah. So, you know, again, I it's got to be messing with them. I mean, same thing with the Lakers when Paul and so forth, they were talking about trading him. But it is what it is. We're only here to talk about it. And yes, ma'am. Get those creative juices going and try to anticipate what's going to happen.
0: I agree. <laughs> well, that about does it for this episode of the Intense Sports Talk Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And be sure to tune in next time.
1: And if you want to find us online, you can look us up at www.intenseathletics.com. That's www xcom Thanks for listening, folks.
0: Peace.